Hello, and welcome to the Revive Church podcast with Pastor Todd Mazingo. I'm your host, Paul Garner. Thank you for listening today. Pastor Todd teaches us how to differentiate our own thoughts from God speaking to us. He explains from Hebrews 4.12, what is the difference between the Logos Word of God and the Rhema Word of God? Rhema is God's currently speaking word from his mouth today. If God is currently speaking to us, can we hear him and know that that is not our own thoughts? As Pastor Todd regularly says, are you ready to get into it? Be sure to listen to the end for some important information. All right, y'all ready to get into it? All right, this morning I want to talk about a scripture that we've heard fairly regularly. Some of this will be review and some of it for new for many of you. But I want to look at Hebrews 4.12. Hebrews 4.12, this is what it says. The word of God is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of the soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. I don't know about you, but what that just said was the word of God can separate my soul and spirit and know my thoughts and intentions. I think I need to get to understand that better. So we look at 1 Thessalonians 5.23, which we have many times. For may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, that your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here's what we know. We are made in the image of God. We are in a Trinitarian fashion. We have a body, we have a soul, and we have a spirit. And most of us are very comfortable with the body side of it. We know what that means and how that acts. So if I ask you in the body to wave, you could do this and you would wave. Two of you did. Okay, let's say... If I ask you in your soul to think about what you ate for dinner last night, many of you just went in your mind to, I know what I ate for dinner last night. This is what I ate for dinner last night, and I'll never, ever eat that again. Okay, and then if I were to say now, I want you to activate something in your spirit. Most people would kind of struggle with, I'm not really sure about the whole what to do in the spirit thing, and yet 1 Corinthians 2 tells us this. Yet we, do, yet we do speak the wisdom of those who are mature, a wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of rulers of this age who are passing away, but we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom of God predestined before the ages to our glory, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age have understood, for if they understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written, things which the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard, we're talking about the body, that which has entered the heart of man. I want you to know in Scripture, the heart is synonymous with the soul of man. All that God has prepared for those who love him. Now listen to 10. For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit. For the capital S Spirit, Holy Spirit, searches all things, even the depth 
of God. Now, here's what I'm saying, that I have a body which I seem to have control over. I have a soul. That's my thought processes, my mind, my will, my emotion, but I have a spirit. And Ephesians 2 says that I was dead in trespasses and sin, but I was made alive in Christ. My spirit was brought to life when I accepted what Christ had done for me. And the Holy Spirit, who is spirit, dwells in my spirit. There is a spirit of man. So the Holy Spirit does not dwell in your body. He does not dwell in your soul. He dwells in your spirit. And God reveals to the Holy Spirit things that the Holy Spirit is revealing to your spirit to be released to your soul and to your body. Just stay with me. It gets a little complex, but it'll make sense in a minute. So if we're not comfortable with the communication that comes to our spirit How do we know if we're hearing from God or not? How will you know if the thoughts going on in your head are from your soul or if they're from the spirit that is giving revelation from God to your spirit? So I want to go back to this scripture because it says the word of God is a living, active, sharper than two-edged sword. And the word of God can pierce as far as the division of the soul and spirit. And if you'll notice in that verse, the spirit is small s. He's talking about the division of man's soul and spirit can happen by the word of God. The word of God is what will separate our soul and our spirit. So the word of God separates the soul and the spirit of man. In other words, I can know when it is my soul and my thought process is talking, or I can know when it's the spirit talking when God is revealing things through the Holy Spirit to my spirit. So God, it says that the word of God is what will separate my soul and my spirit. So first I got to start with this word, word. What is the word of God? We know who God is. Now let's talk about the word. In Hebrews 4.12, the word in Greek is logos. What is logos? Logos is anything already established about God. Uh, In other words, any scripture that is written down is the logos. Anything we know about the character of God and how he acts and operates, anything the prophets have proclaimed, these are all the logos of God. But there's a second word in the Greek when it comes to word, and that word is rhema. Anytime you see the word word in scripture, in the Greek, it's either logos or rhema. What's the difference? Logos is what is established, already known, already written down. Rhema is what's coming out of the mouth of God currently. In other words, the easy way to remember it is right now, you're hearing the rhema of Todd. You're hearing what I'm saying. But next week, if you go back and listen to this sermon again, you're hearing the logos of Todd. Okay, so there's an active current voice that's speaking from God, and there is what is already known and already established by God. Let me show you how that works. Look at John 14, 26. Jesus is talking to his apostles about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's arrival. And this is what he says. But the helper, comma, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, watch, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance that which I have said. Did you see it? He will teach you, he is speaking currently, and he will also remind you of what I have already said. So let's go back. 
I have a soul, that's my mind, my will, and my emotions, and I have a spirit that's regenerated when I come to know Christ, and the Holy Spirit dwells there, and that's where revelation from God comes to me. In other words, God talks to my spirit through the Holy Spirit. My spirit reveals those things to my soul, but my soul also thinks. It also has thoughts and intentions the Bible says. So when I hear something going on inside my head, when I'm trying to understand something and I'm walking through the process, how do I know if that's my soul talking or if that's my spirit talking? According to the scripture, the word of God will tell you whether it's your soul or your spirit. Got it? Good. Let's go home. (laughs) What I need to be able to do is distinguish my soul from my spirit and the word of God does that for me. Listen, the Holy Spirit and what he's revealing to me does not always agree with what I'm thinking in my soul. (laughs) Often, God is saying something to me that's different than what I'm thinking. Because I'm trying to figure things out and God is trying to reveal things to me and I'm having a conflict between the two. And sometimes the Holy Spirit wants me to do something completely different than what my soul wants me to do. My soul is saying, let's do this. And the Holy Spirit's saying, no, that's not what you're going to do. And listen, that doesn't always mean I'm doing something wrong or bad. Let me show you what I mean. In Acts 16, You have some disciples that are traveling to share the gospel. And this is what Acts 16 says. It's 6. They passed through Phygian and the Galatian region. Having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia, after they came to Mysia, they were trying to go to Bithynia, And the spirit of Jesus did not permit them. And passing by Mysia, they came to Troas. Okay, what that just said was they wanted to share the gospel in Asia. Is that a bad thing? No, they're wanting to go to this territory and share the gospel. And the Holy Spirit says, nope, you're not doing that. I need you not to do that. So they, okay, let's go to Bithynia. We'll go to Bithynia and we'll share the gospel in Bithynia. And the Holy Spirit says, nope, you're not going to Bithynia. He's got a different mind, if you will, than they do. He wants them to do something different. Maybe the Holy Spirit knows Asia's not ready. Or maybe the Holy Spirit knows that Stephen is going to come to Bithynia, not Paul. So you guys have to follow the direction that the Holy Spirit has given. Even though it's not a sinful thing that's different, you're just not doing the right direction. Let me ask it to you this way. Have you ever wanted to do something and God said no? four of you (laughs) man John 16 12 Jesus says I have many more things to say to you but you can't bear them right now but when he comes the spirit of truth he will guide you into all the truth he will not speak on his own initiative but whatever he the Holy Spirit hears He, the Holy Spirit, will speak to your spirit and he will disclose to you what is to come. What did that just say? Anything the Holy Spirit is saying is coming from God because he only speaks. He doesn't initiate things. He only speaks what God is saying to you. So the Holy Spirit will only tell you what God is saying to you. So hear me out. 
If you're not interested in hearing from the Holy Spirit, you're not interested in hearing from God. Oh, oh, listen, this thing changed my life. Seven, eight years ago, I'm listening to a man talk about the fact that we are very Jesus-centric in the United States, and Jesus is amazing, man. He is my king. He's my savior. He's redeemer. He's Lord of lords. Every knee bow, every tongue confess. You got it? Okay, I'm going with Jesus. But Jesus is the one who said, I'm going to sit at the right hand of the Father. You're going to be led by the Spirit. I want you to listen to his teaching. He's going to teach you. He's going to lead you into all truth. You need to be following him. So I have got to listen to what the Holy Spirit is delivering from God to my spirit into my soul. Now, if we put these things together, if the Spirit is speaking to my spirit, then it really doesn't matter what my soul wants. Would you agree that whatever God delivers through the Holy Spirit to your spirit is more important than what you're thinking? It is for me. It like overrides everything. See, the, in the scripture, uh, when, you, when you read this, the body and the soul are defined together. And the word used in scripture is the flesh. The body and the soul are the flesh. Then we have the spirit of man indwelled by the Holy Spirit. So you as a believer have a body and a soul, which are your flesh, and then you have a spirit which is indwelled by the Holy Spirit. So maybe Galatians 5, 17 makes sense. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, for they're in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. Now, I want to maybe look at this scripture a different way than you have at the past because I don't think what it's trying to say is there's a constant fight going on between my soul and the spirit. I think what's happening is the spirit is fighting for my soul to listen to the spirit. In other words, the end goal is do what the spirit says to do. And my soul is saying, but that doesn't make sense to me. But I, I got another plan, but I want to do it a different way. And he's saying, you guys are in opposition to one together because you just need to listen to what the spirit says and follow what the spirit says. So the spirit fights against the flesh so that I will end up doing what the spirit is telling me I should be doing. Why do I bring this up? Because your soul may direct you to do things that the Holy Spirit will tell you not to do. Let me say that again. Your soul, your thought processes will tell you you should be doing things that the Holy Spirit tells you not to do, including just going to Bithynia, if you will. Why is that? What's going on in my soul that it would be in any level of competition with the spirit? I would think these things would be in line and unity. What's going on? It's in Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? Do you remember the scripture that says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind? Your mind is part of your soul. What does it mean to renew? It means to go back again to what was new. The the very spirit of Adam, the very mindset and soul of Adam was fresh and clean. And he's saying, we've got to get our soul to be renewed back to the place where we're in relationship with God. But when I look at that scripture and I say, okay, so my, my soul is messed up. What do I do about that? Have you ever looked at the previous scripture in Jeremiah as to what he was talking about? Let's go back and look at that. In Jeremiah 17, 5, not 9, 5, it says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man 
who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength. Ah, oh, let me tell you what that's saying. I'm making the flesh my strength. In other words, what I think is correct. This is what I should do because I have logically thought it through. It's the best thing. I know this is true. It doesn't matter what God says. I am elevating my thoughts above God's thoughts. And the Bible calls that a stronghold, a fortress. I'm believing a lie that I've come up with myself instead of listening to what he says. Whose heart turns away from the Lord. The flesh, the soul will turn away from the Lord, but the spirit never turns away from the Lord. For he will be like a bush in the desert. And he will not see when prosperity comes, and he will live in stony waste in the wilderness, a land of salt without inhabitant. What did he just say? If you want to depend on your own thought process, you'll end up in a dry place. You'll end up in a place without prosperity in your life. You'll end up in a place where you are desolate and inhabited. Seven, but blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is in the Lord. Now watch what happens to this guy. For he will be like a tree planted by the water. In scripture, what is the water? The Holy Spirit. He's saying, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord because he will be planted next to the Holy Spirit and his roots will extend by a stream and he will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought nor cease to yield fruit. What did he just say? If I could get out of my soul trusting in mankind and I could trust in the Lord and listen to the Spirit, I will remain fruitful even when it's a drought. Even when it's a drought. I have to let my nourishment come from the Holy Spirit, not from my flesh, not from my own mind. And I'm saying many believers are constantly listening to their flesh and not the Spirit. Here's how to know when you're listening to your flesh and not the Spirit. It happens every time you justify yourself. Every time I'm in the midst of justification, yeah, but you know what they did to me, but that's the way it's got to be. Well, I tried that once and it didn't work. Well, I don't care what God says. I know how this works. Listen, we will uh, even claim that it's the word of God speaking against his own word. We'll justify our current situation even when it conflicts with the word of God. Oh, you're not hearing me. Hey, it's okay if we have sex. We're going to be married soon. And it's against the word of God. Hey, pornography is okay. It's just me. It doesn't hurt anybody. And it's against the word of God. I have every right to be mad at that person. They have never apologized to me. And that's against the word of God. You need to be forgiven. Ask Jonah what it's like not to listen to God. Ask Miriam what it's like not to listen to God. Hear me out. We cannot play games with what God is saying to us, and we cannot put our soul up against him. And it's not always in a negative role. Paul wanted to go to Bithynia. He said, no, there's nothing sinful about going there. It's just not what I'm telling you to do. I want you to go somewhere. Said, well, but we're going by Bithynia. We're right there. We could just five miles off the road. We could be there. We could share the gospel. And the Holy Spirit said, not for you. Not for you. Don't do that. So there are times when it's not about sin. It's just about whether or not we're listening to the Holy Spirit's instruction. I want to go back to our main point. How does the word of God separate the soul and the spirit? Listen to me. My soul is where I 
process my thoughts. If the heart is deceptive and evil, and it's based on fleshly desires, then what I'm going to be thinking about is what I want, what I want to hear, and what I want to do. Because my soul is concerned with me. My spirit is where God delivers his thoughts. Oh, let me say it again. My soul is where I process my thoughts. My spirit is where God delivers his thoughts. So for me, the word of God will settle every question I have. If God says it, that's the truth. If God says it, it goes regardless of what I think. I do not have the capability in my mental process to supersede the thoughts of God. It does not have to make sense to me. I don't have to figure him out. I cannot apply logic and science to everything that is God. Whatever he says goes. And listen to me. If he says jump, I don't say how high. I just jump. (sighs) The word of God always determines if it's coming from my soul or my spirit. God communicates in the spirit whatever God says is truth. Therefore, everything I hear, listen, must line up with the word of God. Everything I'm thinking, everything I hear must line up with both the rhema and the logos of God. When anything that I think or feel does not line up with the word of God, I am wrong. I'm in my soul. How do I know when I'm in my soul? When I think I'm not worthy, I'm in my soul. When I think I'm a victim, I'm in my soul. When I think I'm not righteous before him, I'm in my soul. When I think I'm abandoned by God, I'm in my soul. When I think I can do something that does not line up with what he has already stated for me to learn from, I'm in my soul. I'm wrong. 1 Corinthians 2.14, but a natural man, a natural man is in the flesh, doesn't have a regenerated spirit. The natural man does not accept the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. He cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. The word of God divides my spirit from my soul so that I can spiritually appraise things. And I cannot understand the things of God if I'm only in the flesh. Listen, an atheist doesn't care what God thinks. He doesn't even believe that God exists. So he cannot receive anything from him. All he has is his soul to process with. And I don't know about you, but this little eight pound gray matter thing in my skull is nothing compared to the intelligence of God. Nothing compared to the revelation of God. I cannot comprehend things. And if that's all I've got to work with, it's over. So once I've been made alive in Christ, my spirit is brought to life. And listen to me, my soul and my dead spirit were combined and they had to be separated so that I could be born again. Let me show it to you. Because I think we look at this scripture from our perspective. But let's take a moment and look at it from God's perspective. What is God saying when he says, my word will separate your soul and your spirit? I'm going to go back to the same text. Hebrews 4, we were in 12, but we're going to read before that now, 7 through 13. He again fixes a certain day. Today, saying through David, after so long a time, just as he has uh, been said before. Today, if you hear his voice, 
do not harden your heart. Now watch the topic that's about to come up. For if Joshua had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day after that. What is he saying? That if Joshua taking them into the promised land were the rest that God had promised, then he wouldn't speak of another day when a rest will come. He's saying you're in the flesh, but look at it in the spirit. There's another day of rest coming. So there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For the one who has entered his rest has himself also rested from his works as God did from him. Therefore, let us be diligent to enter that rest so that no one will fall through following the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of the soul and spirit, both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from God's sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him who we have to do. Uh, I don't know about you, but what that scripture just said is I cannot have a thought that he doesn't know. Ah, it scares me. He knows the intentions of my heart. Oh, you listen, this is what I'm saying. He's watching me saying, I know where you're going with that. I know what you're trying to accomplish. And I know you're doing this to make this work out for you because I know what your intentions are. The soul is kind of messed up, Todd. And I see the intention and you got a problem coming your way. There's a rest that you can enter. And this is where the gospel, the word of God, comes in to separate the soul and the spirit. I'm going to blow your mind, but hang on with me. Do you know that you make the decision to be regenerated in the spirit with your soul? The soul just got really important. Because that's where I'm going to make the decision that I'm going to come alive in the spirit. What is that about? It's called repentance. Repentance in the Greek. Change your mind. Your mind is in your soul. Now I want you to watch this. I want you to watch it happen right in front of you in scripture that he separates the soul from the spirit and then has the soul make the decision to be regenerated in the spirit. Acts 2, 37. Peter has just presented the gospel. He has just said to them, the Messiah has come and you crucified him. But that was all a part of God's plan. Now he is risen and you can accept him. And when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. The soul just got pierced. And said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brethren, what are we going to do? What shall we do? And Peter said, repent, change your soul, change your mind, each one of you, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises for you and for your children and all who are far off, as many who the Lord God will call to himself. Now, don't forget where we started in Hebrews. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of the soul and spirit. What just happened? The word of God was proclaimed. It pierced their soul and they made the decision for their spirit to be regenerated and the Holy Spirit to come and live. 
Oh, this is the beauty of what God has done for you. He said, I'm not discounting your soul. That's where you're going to process. That's where you're going to say, am I separated from God? Am I going to get to go to an eternity in heaven with the Father because I go to church? Because I say prayers at meals? Because I've been a good person and done more good things than bad things? I'm processing all this with my soul. And you know what? Every bit of that is wrong. Every bit of that is wrong because the word of God says, I am unworthy and he who knew no sin became sin so that I can become in right standing with God through him. What is he saying? With my soul, I'm going to make the decision that I need Jesus and Jesus is going to come and he's going to regenerate my spirit so that the Holy Spirit can dwell and I can begin this conversation with God and revelation through my spirit. deep okay but you'll get it I promise you'll grab a hold of it because you'll begin to look at your own thoughts and say is what I'm thinking right now in line with the word of God is what I'm thinking right now am I thinking where are you God why have you left me why am I in this trouble is that anywhere in line with the word of God no so I'm listening to my spirit who says he's never left you he's never forsake you and he will walk you through the valley and the dry places and you will fly with the wings of eagles okay you've got a future ahead of you you don't have to believe these lies of Satan so I begin to hear from the spirit what the truth in the word of God is and I begin to neglect my soul and say I have to walk by faith I have to walk by faith when the doctor diagnoses something. I have to walk by faith when my marriage is falling apart. I have to stand up and say, Spirit, what do you want me to do now? Where do you want me to go? How do I need to walk this thing out? Because in my own flesh, I'm going to make a mess. Because in my own flesh, it's going to be her fault. In my own flesh, it's going to be my boss's fault. In my own flesh, it's going to be the government's fault. But in the Spirit, he's saying, no. There's a whole spiritual realm going on right now. And the enemy is attacking the believer. And it's time for the believer to stand up. And you got to know how to fight in prayer. you got to know how to see things in the spiritual realm. What am I saying today? I'm saying today that the value, the great value in the word of God is to divide my soul so that I can hear in the spirit to tell me I am thinking in my own processes and I am not listening to the revelation of God. I have to have the revelation of God or I'm using this pathetic eight pound gray matter to make life decisions. It's not capable. God has so many great plans for us, church. So many things, and we have got to listen in the Spirit so we get a revelation from God and know how to move forward. And in your own personal life, maybe it's time to make the decision that I'm not going to explain to God why He's going to save me. I'm going to listen to what His Word says that I'm not worthy that I have sinned and fallen short of his glory and that I need to accept what Jesus did on the cross as taking all my condemnation and punishment on himself and exchanging with me his right standing with God. So Jesus is my Lord. He is my Savior. I follow him for eternity because listen to me, whoever you are currently submitted to, you will spend an eternity with either the devil or God. And to be submitted to God, I have to be wiped clean of my sin. And Jesus does that on the cross when I put my faith in his action. Time to walk in the spirit, folks. Time to get in tune with our spirit and listen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just declare we're yours. 
We want everything that you have for us. And I want my soul and my flesh out of the way. I don't want to be in conflict with the Spirit. I want you to download through the Holy Spirit things to my spirit that get released to my soul and my body so I can chase hard after you and the things of the kingdom. We love you, Father. We love you, Holy Spirit, and we love you, Jesus, and we look forward to all you have in store for us. In Jesus' name. Well, what did you think? Has God been speaking to you about any of these things? We would love to hear from you. You can email us at info at reviveusnow.com. What if, in our attempt to get something from Scripture, we are missing the point of that Scripture? What if in our desire to do better and walk our Christianity more closely in line with Scripture, we are missing what the Scripture is about? Pastor Todd's latest book, Flip the Script, takes a fresh look at what the Scriptures are meant to teach us about the kingdom of God so that application comes from spiritual understanding instead of behavior modifications. This new book is available now on Amazon, Flip the Script. This podcast is brought to you by Revive Church of Stewart, Florida. You can learn more about us at our website, reviveusnow.com. If you would like to support this ministry, go to our website, reviveusnow.com give. If you live in our area or are planning a visit to our area, we would love to have you join us. We are located at 8851 Southwest Old Kansas Avenue, Stewart, Florida. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not click to subscribe right here on the podcast site of your choice. That way you won't miss any of Pastor Todd's and Revived Church's future podcasts. Thank you for joining us.